You're listening to the Get Visible podcast with Julie Brown, episode one. Welcome to the Get Visible podcast, where we believe PR is profitable, mindset is a must-have, and if you're not visible, you're leaving money on the table. Get ready for inspiration, practical tips, fab guests, and everything you need to make your business stand out in your niche. And here's your host, visibility and mindset queen and co-author of Ready to Rise, Julie Brown. Hey, I'm finally doing it. Starting a podcast, that is. And I'm more excited than a box of frogs on a trampoline. It's been on my to-do list for ages, but as is often the case, other things kept getting in the way. In the end, I got a little embarrassed about the amount of times I was explaining to people why I'd put it off again, And this spurred me on to finally push the record button. So here I am with my very first episode. And this week I'm answering a question I get asked a lot. And it's this. How do I know if I'm ready for press coverage? Now on this podcast, I'll be talking a lot about press coverage for business and how important it is to include it in your visibility strategy. As a journalist, editor and publisher of 17 years, I know a thing or two about this topic And I still work in the media now, so I'm as up-to-date as I can be with my knowledge. Not only do I write, but I cover for absent editors too, so I'm still reading tons of feature pictures, and also, of course, pitching to the media myself for my own business. So as you can see, I see things from both sides. Press coverage is a marketing tool like no other, increasing your credibility hand over fist. It also marks you out as an expert in your niche, which, of course, will or should lead to more of your ideal clients seeking you out. Best of all is that the majority of business owners are not chasing press coverage, so if you do, you'll be standing out in the crowd before you know it. And press coverage is free. What's not to love? So, let's take a look at what you need to think about before you make contact with the press. This is all about making sure the journalist likes what they see and feels confident you know what you're doing and can do it well. As well as teaching about press coverage, I run a done-for-you PR service as well, just for a small number of clients every year. And an audit like this around whether they're ready for press coverage is the first thing I do before we go any further. And why is this? Well, I've seen so many people now asking for press coverage, talking to me about wanting to get in the press, the sorts of magazines that they'd like to be in, or podcasts they'd like to be on, or websites they'd like to blog on. But when I ask the question, you know, where are you? What presence do you have elsewhere, away from the media? They have very little, if any, which of course isn't very helpful. Where do I send people, for instance, if I do manage to get them some press coverage? Where do I send these potential clients that might want services from them? If there's no website or social media to send them to? And how does the journalist know if you're right for the job? Who doesn't have an online presence these days? If you don't have then questions could be asked. Now I should add here that what I'm about to say is the ideal scenario. But if you don't have all this in place, you can still look for press coverage while you get yourself organised. If your story idea is compelling enough and you pitch it to the press correctly, it may still get picked up regardless. I just want you to think about some of the things you can do to ensure more success and that journalists are impressed with what they see. So first off, I'm going to tackle websites. Now I think... Everybody assumes these days that if you are a business owner and running any sort of online business or even not online now, I guess, then you'll have a website and the journalists that you're going to contact are no different. 
they will seek you out when you contact them to say, I'd like to be in your publication or wherever it is that you're trying to get. They will look for you. They're journalists. They're nosy. They're going to want to know all the can about you before they decide whether they want to allow you in their publication or not. So that's one reason to have a website, just so the journalists can take a look at you, form an opinion about you. Now, don't be scared about that. It's That's not going to make or break it. They're just interested. They're just going to want to see that you're out there. Of course, from your point of view, if you're going to get some press coverage, then you need to send people somewhere. I've mentioned this already. If someone reads your feature and thinks, actually, this person sounds good, sounds like she's got a lot to offer me, I'd like to make some contact. If there isn't somewhere to send them to, a website being one of the things, then how do they find you if they want to work with you? And of course, if they can't find you, then that's a massive opportunity missed. So a website is really key for that. Now, one of the things that can make a difference when journalists are looking at your website is whether or not you've got a blog. Now, again, you know, lots of business owners don't have a blog, but if you are serious about getting some press coverage, it can be a really good thing for you. It shows the journalists that you can write, you can string a sentence together, you know your audience, you've got some good thoughts about things, and all that may just put you ahead of someone else who hasn't got all that to offer, hasn't got that evidence to give to the journalists that you can actually do all these things. So if you don't have a blog at the moment, then have a think about whether it's something that you should be doing, something you should be starting. Again, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just pieces of work that show that you are an expert in what you do. Also on your website, make sure you've got your services listed. Make sure your contact details are up to date so that any potential clients can get hold of you. Journalists may look for testimonials too. Basically what testimonials do is give social proof really, proof that you can actually do what you say you do, because other people are saying you can, and other people are saying that they've had a good experience with you, which of course is a really good thing. Now I'm going to talk about social media. There is every chance that a journalist will look at your social media platforms first before they look at your website, because that's where they hang out on social media mostly. So they may just try and find you on there and see what you've been up to. So what I'm looking for here is for you not to be on all platforms, but to be on the platform that is the best option for your clients. So all your clients may be on Facebook or all your potential clients. So that's where you should be hanging out. If they're on Instagram, then you should be hanging out there. Wherever they are, that's where you need to be. That's where you need to be talking to them from. Now, what a journalist will be looking for is consistency. It's not about the number of followers for them. It's about whether you're talking to people regularly, what you write about, how you say things, what sort of opinions you have. They're going to check out how you write and who you serve. If you haven't got a website, social media is also a good place to send people to if they read a piece of press coverage of yours. I personally think that social media is a really powerful thing. And that all business owners should have some sort of social media platform. You're missing a trick if you don't. But certainly, again, if you're serious about getting press coverage, then it's a definite thing you should have on your to-do list. Now, just touching on Twitter for a moment, because I know not everybody uses Twitter anymore. It sort of went through a phase of being really popular, everybody on it. Then it dropped off a little bit and then some people are back on it, some are not. But if you want press coverage, Twitter can be such a great place to be. Even if all you do on there is seek out the journalists that you might want to contact in the future 
and engage with them. Even if that's all you do, then it's worth doing. Just about every journalist there is are on Twitter. That's where they go to find their news, to ask people questions, to do shout outs for people that they want to speak to. And if you jump on there and interact with them a little bit, chat back to them, perhaps give us some praise if they've written something really well, they'll start to recognise you, recognise your name. And then when you do want to pitch to them later on down the line, then there's every chance they will remember who you are and that you've actually been engaging with them. And that can be a really good thing. It sort of lets the journalists know who you are before you're talking to them about press coverage and just puts you on their radar. Which, you know, when I was working as a full-time editor, full-time publisher, I would remember people were speaking to me on Twitter because it's great to get some feedback, it's great to get some engagement. And when people are doing that on a regular basis, you do get to know their names. So then when I get an emailing from them, I would be thinking, oh yeah, this person's been speaking to me on Twitter and I would remember that. Much more likely to have a look at them then, so you can see where that's going. Now, I'm just touching on LinkedIn. Not all journalists will look to see whether you've got a LinkedIn profile, but some will. It doesn't really matter too much if you're on there or not. It has to be right for you. But what I would say, just like with the social media platforms, if you are on there, be consistent. It's not just the place where you put your profile and a picture and say what you do and then never go back there. If you're going to be on there, then you should be updating it with some posts and some articles, just like you would be with your um, Facebook page or whatever, whatever other social media platforms you're using. Then just like your social media platforms, you should be updating your profile with posts and articles, opinions and other useful information, even if you're not thinking of chasing the media right now. Also, it's such a good place to showcase your press coverage when you get some. There's lots of people use LinkedIn to find businesses to work with. So if you can showcase some press coverage on LinkedIn, it says to people that you know your job. And not only that, an editor has also said that you are good enough and that you know your job. Otherwise, they wouldn't have you in their magazine or newspaper or on their podcast. They just don't. They're not giving away this coverage for no reason. They're giving away the coverage because they think you're good enough and have got something to say and will be helpful for their audience. Now I'm going to talk about bios. When you start in social media and LinkedIn and everything else you have to do, it's easy to write your bios quickly without giving it too much thought. You basically just want to crack on with the work, get some clients in and get on with doing what you do best. But it's really important that when a journalist takes a look, they can get a quick idea of who you are and what you do. So spend a bit of time on this. Your bio is the place where you can show a bit of your personality, a little bit of your quirkiness. It can also be the place where you can tell people how clear you are about your audience and understand what struggles they have that you can help them with. Don't forget to include a picture. Your audience and your clients will love to see you, but the journalists will love it even more. Professional picture is good, but not stuffy. Just something that shows you as you are, the true you. Now, I know this all seems like a bit of work and I certainly don't want you to get overwhelmed by the task. What I find is it can be useful to make a list of the changes you want to make and tackle them one at a time with a deadline to suit you. In fact, working to a deadline like that is a good thing when you're going to be contacting the press because you'll be working with deadlines then. So it's great to get used to having to work to a certain set time. What I think is it's better to do a few things well than try to manage everything in a half-hearted way. So just decide for yourself how you're going to manage this. What is it you need to build? 
What do you need to do? Do you need a website? Do you need a social media presence? Do you need to be on LinkedIn? You know your clients or your potential clients. You know where they hang out. So just decide on the path that suits you best. And then just do what you can when you can to make sure that everything's tickety-boo. So there you go. That's my top tips on how to be press coverage ready. And I know you can smash this. I hope you found this podcast useful and please let me know how you get on with those changes that you're going to be making. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time. Now, please drop me any questions or comments on my Instagram or Facebook accounts. I read everything I get and will get back to you as soon as possible. If you want more advice and inspiration on being visible in your business, then you could always take a look at my website, which is at IamJulieBrown.com. I also have a Facebook group that I'd love to welcome you into. Search Build a Visible Business and I'll see you there. Of course, I would love you to subscribe to this podcast and also head over to iTunes and leave me a review. Honestly, it would mean the world to me. I want to cast my message as wide as I can, as I just love helping business owners have more success. So the more people who know about my podcast, the happier I'll be. See you next time.